Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. This is J.D. Carling coming to you live from the Winter Park Library in Florida. And we're continuing talking about our minimalist architecture. Last week, we talked about land. And this week, we're going to talk about inspiration. And what I mean by inspiration is actually you. Like, you're the inspiration for your project. And that's part two of the three-part. I'm going to start calling it the triangle of what's important to have architectural DNA that will give you a successful project. So there's your land or your site is part one. Part two is you, your inspiration, your what you're bringing to the table. And then three are the external factors of where you're at. So that's like even the forces of nature, the external like gravity, then it's also like zoning and building code. So that'll be another episode. So Right now, we've talked about land. We talked about the overall idea of wanting to build your own custom home, a minimalist home. And now we're going to talk about your inspiration. And to start off, this is one of my most favorite things is I want you to ask yourself, what does a flea and the one-eyed purple people eater have to do with a successful custom home? We'll get back to that later. So we've talked about the three parts. It's the land, inspiration, external factors, and they culminate in the design, right? So architectural inspiration is probably the most curious or enigmatic part of the design because if you ask yourself, what's the inspiration for your home? And I'm going to think most likely there's a picture of another building that you've seen or a picture of a house that you previously lived in. And so it's an image, right? And it's an incomplete thing. If someone edited the photo, it just looks a certain way and it's, it's not real. It's not even the house that's there. It's a picture of a house that's there, right? It's like that piece of art that says like, this is not a knife because it's a picture of a knife. But you have emotional things connected to what a knife would be or could be or what it's used for. And that's totally different than someone else. So it's just the story about that thing. And so when you have that picture, we want you to go to a deeper dive into what does that picture say to you? Because your mind is always trying to rationalize things. And so it needs pictures or something to fill it in. I've even heard like if you go blind in one eye, Or if part of your vision is closed, your mind will fill it in. Like, I don't know if you ever tried this, but if you take a toilet paper or a paper towel thing and put it over one eye and put your hand there, like it'll like merge the image together. And so your mind is gravitating towards pictures that you see. And I want you to take a step back from that so that you can ask yourself, why are, are those things there? What do you want those things for? What is the feeling that you're hoping to get from that? You want to bring your subconscious to consciousness. When you can do that, then you can start to make the story come out. So the story is the thing that's like the secret sauce that like land. I think land 
already has its story, right? Like it was created, it's changed over time. All different things are going on there. Like there's a story there. And then you've got your story. And you can't just leave it at pictures. And if you're doing a custom home, you owe it to yourself to go through that. So your life is a story. Everybody's life is an amazing story. And it has all the great things of like the Iliad and the Odyssey and stuff, even though it may not be written down. And the way that story is currently, each person's life is just as epic as one of those stories. Doing your home, your custom home, is a spatial inhabited way of telling the story of your life, where it's been, where you currently are, and where it's going. It's so exciting. I'm still going to get back to the flea thing, but right now I'm going to ask you to think about this. When you go on Zillow, or if you've bought your land when you were looking for land, how often did you see the story associated with it? Now, I've seen some listed like a famous celebrity lived in this house. Pick your favorite celebrity. If you saw that listing, you would have a story. I don't know that it's the story about that house. I think it's just the story that you know about them. So I don't know how much it's really gone into what life was like there, what life has has been done now. There's certainly some, but in a typical listing, you don't see that or in a typical sale, you may not even know the person selling the house. It's crazy. People don't even talk to each other. I think people tend to care when there's something major, like a crime or something that happened in the house or like a haunted house. But I mean, people have their kids in the house. They get married there. They send their loved ones you know, back to, to God when they pass away in those houses. They graduate. They get degrees. They get awards. Funny things happen, you know, weird things happen to the house. It gets renovated. I love that in England, in my cousin's neighborhood, the houses have the name of the person who built the house initially hundreds of years ago. So they live in Glebe House in Frankton. There's no address. There's no number on the house. It's just the name. I'm so fascinated by that and what it means. So just think about that. When you look at a house, do you wonder what the story of it is? So you're doing a custom house. You get to write a story. When you pass that house to your family, to somebody else, there's going to be a story attached to it when you've done a custom home and when we walk you through this process. For me, it's like one of the things that makes me feel most alive is telling your story through space, telling your stories through a home. I'm not going to go against what I said, but there's an Instagram account. I believe it's Zillow gone wild or Zillow underscore gone wild or something. And it's just bizarre Zillow listings. A few of them do have a narrative. A lot of them, people have just scrolled through these listings and found like they've got a freaking five lane bowling alley in the basement of like a basic looking suburban house. Or there's like each room is themed after a different 80s TV show or something. It's just like the strangest most fascinating stuff on this account. So, you know, it is there, but I I don't even know if that was like intentionally communicated most of the time. So for you, we want you to do that. So that was a little fun part. But so we know each piece of land has a story. Now you're going to ask yourself, what is the story you want to tell through your house? What are you going to leave? I, I like to think of it as a legacy. Like when you're done with the house, for you and your family takes it, what are they going to say about it? Or um, the next person, what will they 
be able to know about you. That's why when I do a, a house and I build it, I put a cornerstone on the house with the things inside of it because that's part of your story. You know, it's like people, clients have put children's booties inside of it. People have put photos of the kid that they had while we were building the house. They've also put photos or I think uh, one family actually put a newspaper clipping like around that time of something that they thought was fascinating. And just think about that. What would you want to put in there to tell that you would want someone to find? That's a good way of doing it. A few other things you want to think about is where are you now? Like a lot of people will think strictly in terms of like, I've got too much clothes. I want a bigger closet. So that's definitely a practical need. But I would think, what do you want to be doing in your home? It's like one fascinating thing to me is on like a sitcom from mainly I I think of 90s, but maybe that's because that's when I watched TV. People were always at the house and I'm like, how are they at the house this much? And I'm like, every day is a Saturday or a Sunday or something. But I would think about when you're in each space lounging around or actively doing stuff, you're working from home. What do you want to be feeling? What do you want to be communicating to other people or inviting people to, I think will help you to be able to determine if you're telling that story for yourself. So you're the character in the story, your house is the setting, and the things you do in it are like the acts, the phases of your life that are in it are the acts. And so how is that going to serve you well? And the reason I like to think of it more in terms of like a story with like act, a character, a character's aspirations, the character's transformation is because if you look at a picture, there's so many weird, quirky things that happen. Like one of the weirdest ones to me is like the colonial style house or the history that goes along with that style house or like a plantation style house or even a mission style house. I, I definitely think visually they're beautiful, but it's like, is that your story? Were you taking the Catholic... <laughs> message to California from Europe. So it's just, it's so interesting to me. That's like a big thing. You know, if you think like modern architecture was all about innovation or industry and like technology, like the the fact that like steel and glass could do different things and concrete could now be reinforced and used in certain ways. So they were telling a technological innovation story through that style of architecture, specifically modern. Most people say modern and they just mean whatever's current or whatever's new or whatever's popular. So is that the story you're wanting to tell? So I would argue that most of the time it's not. So just ask yourself that. What is the story you're communicating through the spaces that you're going to be putting together with your architect and hopefully me in this world? We're going to come up with beautiful things that you hopefully haven't seen before or haven't personally experienced before. I want to be here for you and I am here for you to walk you through each step. And that's like the major thing that I think as an architect that I do is tell your story and get to know you over time. I typically like to have dinner or spend time in the home, current home or current living situation of the people that I design for, because then I can be that guide, be that person to tell your story. When you have your land, it's definitely like you need to be there. There's no way to me that you can design a piece of property and never have been there. A lot of architects will never go to a site. Maybe they go there once, but there's four seasons and the site 
changes over that time, right? So you're also going to have those seasons of life where you live that you're going to want to also have different parts of the story as well. So that's just as important as the seasons of life in your home. So one exercise I want you to do, and this is going to go back to the flea and the one-eyed purple people eater. So the exercise that I started with my first year in college was when you're trying to tell the story of the house and get that architectural DNA, you are wanting to be as specific as possible. You're the only you that will ever exist, right? So the flea exercise is like, when we think of a flea, there's very specific things. So that house for him would need very different things than a human. And so that would take us out of our preconceived notions because when we think of a house or people, each of us has like kind of like a basic thing that we think of. So then after like a different type of creature, trying to come up with, okay, how are they going to be jumping around in this house and getting from room to room? Then we brought in this one-eyed purple people eater. And it's like, okay, so this, like, this thing is like bizarre, right? This like a fantasy creature. And what would the house for that fantasy creature be? What is his attitude like? When does he sleep? How does he eat? He eats people. So it's a, it's a how does he store those? It's just bizarre, but it kind of shakes you out of those things. So you want to define yourself as specific as possible. Like I highly identify as like architect, as a husband, as a follower of God, of Jesus. I identify as a hockey player, as a dancer, an artist. There's like very specific things. And the more you can get into nuances of your life and bring those into the building. I'm not saying like I'm going to build a hockey rink, but I have an active lifestyle. I've brought that into my house. So you want to ask yourself those things. What are the specific things about you? And also include all the people that are going to live in the house. That doesn't have to turn into a cartoon. You know, it's like a lot of times for a kid's room, you'll say like, my kid likes Star Wars. So you're going to do Star Wars room. I would argue that that's not necessary to make a kid feel like he has an enjoyable or she has an enjoyable room to retreat to and do what they want. What you want to do is write those down. A lot of people pick pictures or make a Pinterest board. I would write down what the images in your head look like because it abstracts them a little bit. So write down what you want that to look like. And I would do this first for the overall feeling of the home. And it's not just outside, it's the overall feeling, the being, the home is the sculpture or the being. And then when you've done that a few times and you filtered through those qualitative statements or words, then you can do it for each room and each connection point. And that's what we try to walk through. I call it like roll wave planning, where it's like the first wave is the overall house. And then the next one is going to be the rooms and then the details, right? And you may find that just like the ocean moves, however, once your feelings and your wants are going to emerge at different times and however they want to. So a detail may be as important to you as the whole thing. So you want to find through that process the top one to two, I would say no more than two strings of ideas or information, and then test that. Is that the DNA you want for your house? And so every step is going to grow from that. It's like an organic architecture growth from that DNA. And I think that exercise is going to help you a lot. And if you don't own your property yet, 
I would also say you can do this and may even help you choose your property. So there's no chick, it's a chicken and egg thing with a house. There's no real first thing a lot of the times, even though I could tell you buy a piece of property, design a house, whatever. But a lot of times there's those things that help you look for the property that would come out. So I would say don't skimp on this process. You have a unique story. And if you're doing a custom home, you owe it to yourself to tell your story through this house. Don't let it be the look. Don't let it be a flat plank with glass on the front. Don't let it be just a Spanish thing. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you go from living in a house to living in your story and manifesting that story in this world. I'm so excited for you to be able to do this. Thank you for joining me today. Just remember, think of your home as a story that you're telling a narrative and that's going to build the DNA. I don't know if next time I may do an interview next time, but after that, we're going to talk about the external factors, which is the third part of the architectural DNA. And then after that, we're going to talk about the secret. I guess it's like goes from a triangle to a pyramid, that three-dimensional change when you get that three-part DNA into your house. Thank you for joining me. And I hope you go check out our website, card.com. It's ca-rd.com. And that's the name of our company. There you can see other stories of people's transformation from living in a, a home. We even have stories about some commercial projects on there as well that you could watch. And we got some fun stuff in our shop, just art that we've created that you can also check out. Man, this is so much fun. I just really enjoy being able to share this with you guys. And I hope that you can tell your story through a home. Nice being with you. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. If you have any topics you want to discuss or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast.